Since the dawn of time, mankind has searched for ways to shelter themselves from the elements. Over the centuries, these shelters have evolved from bamboo huts to concrete towers. The last few years, there's been a push to save the planet. Are you ready to embark on a more sustainable lifestyle? Look no further. You're about to enter the adventures of container home living. And now, contractor, radio and TV personality, and your host for Boxcar Universe, Steve Dubell. Hi, I'm Steve Dubell, host of Boxcar Universe, along with my co-host, Mel Alva. And here's what's coming up on this week's edition of Boxcar Universe. Tom Zimmerman from Veterans Outreach of Pennsylvania will be here with us. Tom will tell us all about their project and what he's doing to help the homeless veterans with building a tiny home village. Along with that, for those of you who have missed our podcast from last week, Jack Maxwell will be here and we will be talking a little bit about his mission to help disabled American veterans with AmericanHomecoming.tv. And we're also going to be having an opportunity for all our listeners to actually help the disabled American veterans, which will be coming up. And there will be a link on our podcast as well as our website. Mel and I are doing our part in getting the word out and making a difference in the community as well. All that and more this week on Boxcar Universe, your home for container, sustainable lifestyle living. And uh, Mel is uh, with us, Zooming in today. Mel, how are you? I'm doing great. How are you? Great. It sounds, you know, that's the one. Technology is a wonderful thing. Right, Colin, when it works? When it works. When it works. Yes, when it works, it's clear. Everything works out fine. And uh, it's really good. And we're able uh, to bring all this great information to all our listeners and you know, um, one of the things that we want to be able to, to let everybody know, um, uh, we're getting a lot more traffic on our podcast, especially, I think, after Labor Day, Mel, you know, when everybody gets refocused going into the fall, uh, the numbers are really, really impressive. And, if, you know, after, you know, we, we surpassed our um, one-year anniversary of Boxcar Universe being on the airwaves, which... Um, it's it's Mel. Where's the year gone? I know it's crazy. It's absolutely crazy. And you know, we've covered a whole lot of ground. Um, you know, not just from containers and how they're constructed with our people that are we work with here locally, as well as the different different entities out there that can actually help you. You know, if you want to get a container home or a container pool on on where to go, who to call. And so that you get a working knowledge of the procedure. But I, I, the one thing that I uh, was very impressed with going back probably about two, three months ago, when I had seen something online about the Veterans Outreach of Pennsylvania and what Tom Zimmerman, who's our guest, we'll be introduce him in a moment, uh, is doing to help homeless veterans. And we know here in the Valley of the Sun, there are a, a lot of veterans. I mean, and it's heartbreaking when you see, you know, you know, veterans on the side of the road with signs that say, yeah, I'm a vet, I'm hungry. 
you know, and, and it's just, it, it's heartbreaking when they have gone out of their way to be able to go and give a portion of their life to, you know, actually, you know, supporting and uh, going out in with the, uh, our country and just supporting and defending our country, which is something that uh, I don't think there is any greater duty that you could do for your country is to give, give up your life for however many years that you are part of it. Or, you know, unfortunately there are veterans that come home that are disabled and there are also veterans that come home that have a problem that reacclimating themselves into society. And that's where we need to be there for our veterans. And it's not just lip service, you know, thank you for, you know, service to our country, which we always want to say to any veteran that's out there that's given up their life for their country. But to be able to be a working part of helping them restore their lives and acclimating them into society is something that is, is, is a mission and is worthwhile. And uh, our guest, Tom Zimmerman, is here with us, who actually has done just that. Tom, thank you so much for being on Boxcar Universe today. Welcome to the show. Welcome, Tom. Thank you, Steve. Thank you, Mel. Great to be here. Great, great. Great having you. Tell us a little bit about, you know, um, you know y- your mission and how you got started with the Veterans Outreach? Well, uh, Veterans Outreach of Pennsylvania is a nonprofit 501c3 organization. We're located in Harrisburg, PA. So we're a couple hours uh, behind, no, ahead of you. Uh, So this is kind of great. We're talking about the technology and and being able to hear. And and so, you know, we're we're grateful that to have the opportunity to talk to uh, the people here. Um, But, you know, it's one of, I've been blessed in my life uh, to have a couple businesses and I'm now retired and my wife and I wanted to get back to the community. And as you mentioned, um, you know, one of the things that I feel personally that uh, gets neglected is, is our veterans. And, you know, as you mentioned, if our veterans are willing to put up their right hand and sacrifice their life for our freedom, we feel they deserve a hand up and they deserve better. And some of them have fallen on very, very hard times. Um, there are organizations out there that have been out there for many years that are helping veterans and supporting our veterans. However, there's this 20% of veterans that can't succeed in the infrastructure that's out there. And what that means is, is that uh, they can't sleep eight in a room or 20 in a house. And they had to, you know, and, and they ended up for whatever reason becoming homeless. And um, that was our mission was to to go ahead and create a community uh, to support our veterans and to make it a therapeutic model. And on any given night in the in the state of PA, there's almost 800 homeless veterans. And in Dauphin County, it's up to 35 on any given night. And we felt that we needed to make a difference and we needed to uh, do our part and to help those veterans that need a hand up. That's really a, a, a great mission to be able to to be on and to be able to recognize that. And, and obviously being having uh, the availability to actually partake that that mission on. And uh, like you had said, you, you can't imagine that, you know, being retired, that you'd be putting in all these hours and uh, they'd be free. 
Well, and and that's what's it's it's free, but in the form of money, right. it pays me so much right. back in 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 the gratitude and the the self awareness of uh, knowing that we're going to be making difference in people's lives. So, um, when you got started with this, when you had to realize that you wanted to be part of it. Um, who had the ultimate idea? Was it, was it you and your wife who had the ultimate idea to, to get this project started? And who were some of the people that you work with to get this off the ground? Well, actually, you know, um, as I was nearing my retirement years and as we were looking at what we were going to do and how we were going to give back veterans, we knew was going to be a part of it. We just didn't know how. And in 2018, a, fr- a high school classmate of mine, uh, she recently passed away, but her name was Valerie Fletcher, and she was one of the co-founders. Um, and what happened was, in social media in this particular point was great. She posted on social media on Facebook page um, a two-minute media clip of a community in Racine, Wisconsin, Wisconsin um, of a community of tiny homes for veterans and uh, it just intrigued me. And I said, wow. And I wrote back to Val and I said, you know, we need one of these in Central PA. And she said, I'm in if you're in. And that's how all the three of us got started. My wife, Val, and, and myself. And Val was a, a go-getter and a doer. Um, you know, we talk about people that talk the talk, but she walked the walk. And uh, she was a social worker. Uh, all her life, she was always talking and speaking for those who couldn't speak for themselves. And so she started reaching out to the Racine, Wisconsin location and to the co-founder and to the executive director. And before we knew it, we were on a flight to Racine to visit them. And um, that's how Veterans Outreach got started. Um, being a business guy, I took their business model, learned from it, started contacting other locations and uh, kind of learning it and then making it our own for the size of the city of Harrisburg and uh, creating this therapeutic model that we think that we're bettering the technology that's out there already. That's really great. Did you have any problems locating land for, for your project? That that's a great question, Steve. Um, You know, everybody uh, loves the vision, loves the mission of helping our, our veterans, helping the homeless, uh, however, when we went to Racine, Wisconsin, one of the questions the executive director asked me was, where are you going to build this? And I said, out in the country, we're going to put the trees, we're going to have the birds sing, and it's going to make this surreal, you know, and he says, you're going to fail. And I just looked at him cross-eyed and I said, well, what do you mean? He said, you cannot take them out of their environment. If you take them out of their environment, it's not going to succeed. They're not going to stay. He said, you need to be near public transportation. You need to be near health care. You need to be, you know, where they can get around and be in their environment. And we were just very blessed that in our talkings to different organizations, um, there's a, a local um, woman here in Harrisburg who's very philanthropic, and she has a lot of property in downtown Harrisburg, and she donated five acres of land to us right along the Susquehanna River, which is is perfect for us. Um, it's, it's, it's one, it's land that she wasn't using and she gave it to us and we had to do our due diligence and we had to make sure that we could do the environmental studies and that we wanted to take ownership to the land, but we want to make sure we could build on it. It was an old steel mill from the 1800s and early 1900s. So there was a lot of fill, 
a lot of stuff that was in the ground. But the good news was that took us out of the flood zone, out of the 100-year flood zone, and put us in the 500-year floodplain. And um, the test came back perfect, and we took title to the land in um, 2021. That's really, wow. that's really great. How did, um, and, and I'm sure this is going to be a, a good question that I'm sure Mel, Mel would love to have, have some uh, input on. How did, how did the designs of the homes start? And not just the exterior, but the interior. So basically, because it is a therapeutic model, it's not a, a, a true size. I mean, I don't even know if there is a true size for a tiny home. However, this is about 210 square foot. Uh, it has a full bed in it. It has a full shower. It has uh, a little sitting area and a little kitchenette area. Um, being that our veterans and more than 50% of them are, are going to have some type of disability, all of the tiny homes will be ADA compliant. Uh, we need to make sure that if they need to get in with a wheelchair, that they can get into the shower with the wheelchair. And a tiny home is designed for them to get away, to feel secure, to give them comfort, and to put a, put a head on a pillow. But as soon as they wake up, as they were when they were in the military, that's when their day starts. And that's when the therapy and the clinical sessions start uh, at seven o'clock in the morning. In each tiny home, there is no kitchen. They will eat together in this 6,500 square foot community center that will be the hub of where all the, the therapeutic classes and models and, and clinicians will be to help, you know, help our veterans to uh, be able to transform back into society. It's great. Yeah, we want to get into a little more in depth on on that therapeutic uh, programs and stuff um, after we come back from break. But before we do, um, who is actually building the structures? So we actually have a general contractor, um, you know, being a businessman, I, I learned early in my life that I know what I know and I know what I don't know. And uh, I know when to stay in my lane. And we have a general contractor who deals with, um, you know, all the subcontractors. The name of the company is called Pyramid Construction. It's a it's a local company here in Harrisburg. Uh, I think they have about 125 employees. They really focus on nonprofit organizations. They've done some great work in, in the city of Harrisburg. And um, they are actually working with a subcontractor who's prefabbing the sides of the walls to get them, you know, so we can get them up and, and build the structures, you know, on a flat surface. And we're having a lot of community activity with churches and VFWs and American legions who are volunteering their times to help reduce the labor costs and that they're going to help and, and come build these. And for all our listeners who are interested in taking a look and seeing what Tom is talking about, uh, you need to visit his website, which is veterans outreach of PA.org. That's veterans outreach of PA.org. And uh, there is a lot of great information there. And uh, it tells a story. And plus, there's a great video on there. I urge all our listeners to watch. And it'll it'll give you the, um, the mission of what Tom is uh, accomplishing in Harrisburg uh, from the beginning, which is something I think all all Americans should see and uh, will definitely be moved by it and maybe inspire, you know, that's what we try and do 
uh, Mel and I try and do every week, Tom, you know, especially when we have guests on like you, where who is making a difference in the community when it comes to tiny homes and container homes, to be able to go back out and do that. And, and uh, we want to inspire people. Maybe people will, in the other parts of the country, which I really hope do get inspired from our interview, that will actually seek out to actually do similar you know, tiny home communities for our veterans. And, you know, you know, you know, we were talking about uh, earlier that, oh, my God, here we are at the beginning of October already. Before you know it, it's going to be Veterans Day. And, you know, that's coming up. You know, the weeks are just flying by, you know, between Halloween, Thanksgiving and Christmas. Uh, veterans Day is going to come up on us real soon. So we want to make sure that we uh, we get the word out to be able to have people be inspired to help our veterans. But uh, we're going to take a short break. On the other side, uh, our guest, Tom Zimmerman, will be talking a little more about the programs that will help the homeless uh, veterans acclimate better into into society. So I want everybody to hang tight. We will be right back. And you are listening to Boxcar Universe. Alva with Alva Interiors and co-host of Boxcar Universe. As a professional interior designer with over 22 years experience, I'm excited to bring my knowledge to the Boxcar Universe show. As a full-service interior design studio, we see your designs from the conceptual phase through to the styling and furnishing of your home. At Alva Interiors, our team approaches every design project with a fashion-meets-design sense to execute timeless interiors style that makes a statement. You can find us on the web at alvainteriorsaz.com, on Facebook at alvainteriorsaz, and on Instagram at alvainteriors. Chances are, when it's time to call a service professional, you need someone right away. Who can you call for those electrical problems fast? The answer is Mr. Electric, a licensed, bonded, and insured company serving the Valley of the Sun since 2000. Some of the residential and commercial services include expert troubleshooting, replacing an outlet, hanging a ceiling fan, or upgrading your electric service, and much more. Rest assured, all work is guaranteed. Call today for your appointment, 480-503-1339. You can find them on the web at phoenixmetro.mrelectric.com. Remember, at Mr. Electric, we have the power to make things better. You may not believe this. But smart home technology can be traced back to 1975 to the first home automation platform when the X10 was invented. In 48 years, things have come a long way. To truly have a smart home today, the homeowner needs to make a smart decision and call a premier high-tech company. That company is Mythic Sound, Lighting, and Shade. Mythic can simplify your life with home automation, home security, home theater, Lighting and shade plus outdoor and indoor home audio custom designed to fit your lifestyle. For the finest in products and services, visit their website at mythicsls.com. That's M Y T H I C S L S.com or call them today for a free consultation at 602 329 4252. 
That's 602-329-4252. All right, we are back, and you're listening to Boxcar Universe, and we are here with Tom Zimmerman from Veterans Outreach of Pennsylvania. And we're talking about his tiny home village for homeless veterans that uh, is every, you know, Tom, every, every city should have what you're, what you're doing. I mean, it's, it's a, it's, it's a great mission. Well, one of the things, Steve, and and I'm glad that you mentioned that because that kind of leads in, you know, there are other organizations that have done what we did. We kind of made it our own. However, uh, I got a great board of directors and we're, we're making this that once we're up and running um, and we have the analytics behind it, we have the proof that this uh, therapeutic model, which is an evidence-based uh, proven model with incarcerated in the city or in the, 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 uh, the state of Maryland, and we have a, con- uh, a contractor who's helping us develop our program, but we will be able to reproduce this and be able to help other cities and other states and other cities in the state of Pennsylvania, uh, because, you know, our goal is to eliminate homelessness among our veterans. And, you know, wouldn't it be great 20 years from now if we didn't have one homeless vet? Oh, that would be just phenomenal to be able to, to do that, to know that they're, they're taken care of, you know, have you now you had mentioned that you got your um, blueprint from the people in uh, Racine, Wisconsin. How long has their uh, community been, you know, working? So Racine has been up and running since 2017. The original one was in Kansas City, Missouri. And uh, the founder of that was a gentleman by the name of Chris Stout. And he was a wounded warrior uh, from the Afghanistan war back in 2005. And um, he was a paratrooper and he was jumping and his legs got shot. He got, uh, you know, discharged and went back to the city of Kansas City and um, actually became a social worker. And the job he had in the city of Kansas City was uh, to answer the hotline for veterans. And every time he picked up the phone, he would hear this, I can't get my medicine. I don't have a place to sleep. I don't know what I'm going to do. Um, I'm thinking about not continuing to live. I can't get, you know, anybody to help me. And he went to the city of, uh, he went to Kansas City and said, give me the worst piece of property you have. I need to help our veterans. I don't know what I'm going to do. I don't know how I'm going to do it, but I'm going to build something so they at least have a place to sleep. And that's how the whole model started back in 2014. So he was the first one. And um, he was actually up for CNN uh, hero of the year. Uh, he, he made it to the top 10 finalists, I think in 2018 wow. and he's on our board. He's on our advisory board. Oh, what a great guy to have on your team. That is absolutely, that is great. You know, uh, the other thing I wanted to mention, ask you to, but I noticed on the website, you have a, you have a, a, a great full team of people there that have a lot of great history and, uh, Along with, I know you're going to be adding even more people. How did all those people come to uh, be part of your team? Well, it, it's um, a mission of the heart. 
you know, um, when you start talking about this and you talk about the passion and you talk about help, helping others, uh, especially the ones who are willing to serve, you know, and sacrifice their life for our freedom. Um, one thing that I realized real early on was veterans helping veterans, that uh, veterans, especially the ones that are homeless, don't have a very strong support system. Most of the time, they don't have anywhere to turn to. They don't trust the system. They don't trust the government. So it was key for me to reach out to some of the people I knew who were in the military. And one of the first persons I met was a 26-year Navy veteran who was the director of the YWCA for homelessness in Central PA and, um, and also for veterans for the last 17 years. And once I convinced him, and the convincing was going to a restaurant, taking him to lunch, telling him about our mission, and he just stood up and he says, I know six veterans that I could help with right now that can't take advantage of this existing infrastructure that's out there, but this model would work. And uh, he says, I'm in. And once that started, then it was kind of a snowball. Uh, we have a couple generals who have been deployed and have seen some things and, and know the 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 reasons why our veterans, you know, um, are having a very difficult time in some cases, you know, dealing with the transition back into society, as you mentioned earlier. It's a little bit difficult um, for some of them when they put their head in the pillow, when they close their eyes, their mind doesn't stop and they they can't yeah. shut it down. And so we don't want to be that that organization that's going to put a Band-Aid on it. You know, we're not going to be, we're going to address those issues. We're going to treat those issues. And what our goal is, is that uh, when they leave our facility or our community is that they will have the pride, the dignity, the, the self-perseverance uh, that they had when they were in the military and then become a model citizen and then become a mentor to the next generation of the veterans that will be staying at our, our village. That's really great. And now the programs that actually help them acclimate back into society that you have at the facility, uh, what kind of things do you cover on that so that our listeners can get an idea of uh, what that part of your mission is? So one thing, Steve, is is there's so many different reasons why they become homeless, you know, and I could I could list probably 10 of them off the top of my head. I'm not going to go that route. However, our 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 model is one where we're going to what we call create an individual service plan for each of our veterans. So we're going to work with them. And, you know, some of the veterans could be maybe they just lost a job. You know, it, it could be something. And, and I don't want to say as simple as because that's a huge life changing you know, situation. They lost a job. They couldn't find, you know, other employment. They couldn't pay their mortgage or their rent and they got kicked out and now they become homeless. So it's it's more so in that case being able to get them a job. So we partnered up with a lot of corporations. Uh, there's some big um Global companies here in Central PA, Hershey Company. I think you guys have all heard the Hershey. Oh, bar. I've been there. <laughs> I've been there. When I used to live in New York, I used to make runs to Hershey, and they uh, obviously people know they have some of the best chocolate in the world. <laughs> so Hershey is actually sponsoring our tiny kitchen or our kitchen in the in the uh, community center. So they're the major sponsor of the naming rights for the the, which is very appropriate. I so I think. Oh, so. that's really great. Uh, Is so everything going to be a chocolate color? Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> they, they want to that's a design question. The place. I love it. <laughs> no, that's... Um, there's there's TE Connectivity, who is a, a global company. We have a local hospital called UPMC, which is the University 
a Pittsburgh Medical Center. And um, of course, Pittsburgh's about four hours from here, but uh, like most of the healthcare people, you know, they're kind of growing and getting bigger and they're 100% involved um, and, and they want to hire veterans. And so we're working with a lot of corporate people to um, be able to give our, our, our veterans the opportunity when it's ready to have a job. We're also working with higher education to help train or if they want to go into a profession or to, to you know, learn a trade, uh, we give them that opportunity. Um, as we create this individual service plan, this is for our veterans who, of course, will have ownership and they're going to have part of the contract. So they're going to have part of the say to agree to, and then they got to adhere to it. So some of our veterans could be with us just a couple months. Some could be six months. Some could be up to a year, depending on what caused them to become homeless. But it's that individual service plan that they will be held accountable and to make them feel as they were when they were in the service. So there's no set time limit for for each individual. It all depends on their 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 situation. That's correct, and they will be held, but they'll be they'll be monitored and they'll be you know held accountable. Uh, and that's what makes this unique, Steve. Where in today's society, uh, there's a lot of organizations that say you've got 30 days to get better, or you're back out on the street. We're not like that. You're. Our thing is you're going to work at it. You're going to work hard. We're going to hold you accountable. And as long as you're progressing, you got a place to stay. All right. And that's, yeah, you're absolutely that's right. That's amazing. You, you're so right. There are so many people out there today that, um, you know, where the, like you said, the, the facility is giving you instructions. Well, you better do it by the certain amount of time. Otherwise you're out. Well, you know, not saying that everybody's just going to just slide past it and say, oh, well, I'm going to be on the street again. But I think what's so important is to instill in them that they want to they need to want to be able to do this. And that's when they have that in their mindset, it's going to make life a whole lot easier for them as well as you, because it's going to be easier to help them because they're going to be more receptive. And, and and we agree 100%. We agree with like the, you know, the model being, being that they're going to be on campus in our village that we're going to have 24 seven, there's going to be gardens, there's going to be bee gardens, there's going to be, you know, they're going to be able to plant and do some, you know, uh, gardening and, and possibly raise fruit and, and vegetables we could sell. Um, there's going to be uh, fire pits along the river for our, our veterans to kind of relax and to get things. But it's to make them feel like a human being again, you know, to sure. give them that self-worth and to say, hey, we care and we're here for you, you know, but you got to do it yourself, too. And we're here. and We're going to help guide you. It's not going to be a hand up or a hand out. It's a hand up. Exactly. You know, we're going to we're going to give you that hand. We're going to help you get over those obstacles. And uh, but it's on you to make to to, you know, get that far. That's, you know, it, it's just a, a wonderful thing that you you guys are doing. And it's so, it, I think you've covered all the different aspects of people reacclimating themselves back into society, I think, and, and to be able to be responsible citizens. And it's, it's, it's quite refreshing when you see what's going on in, on the streets today, where it seems like we're, we're losing control of our society. Whereas we need people, we need people to stand up and do what's right. And especially the people that you you're training to be able to go on that and having them be your success stories to be able to go out. I, and- I, I, 
I agree 100%, Stephen. You know, it's not going to be easy. I mean, we sit here, we talk about, you know, we're going to have challenges. We're going to have, you know, and, and we get that. But you know what? We are going to give people the opportunity that they didn't have before. And they felt that, that you know, the system failed them or they failed the system. Uh, and we're not here to blame. We're not here to, you know, we're here to give you that opportunity. And what you do with it, you know, as a human being is is up to you. And um, we feel that's the difference maker. And then we're also going to monitor them when they transition out and they get into the their, their housing. And we're going to follow up and stay in touch because it's so easy to fall back into that whatever it was they were before and it's that spiraled rabbit hole that they just can't get out of and um you know so we're trying to make the numbers better and uh, we're doing it independently and we're doing it as a nonprofit. and a lot of people say why did you do why are you doing this and i'm like why not why i mean somebody needs to why i mean i'm always been the person that doesn't pass the buck it's like you know it stops right here and let's let's get this done that's right Okay, so tell our listeners, okay, so where are you uh, today with the project? How far along are you? So we actually broke ground in June, and we had to build an access road and building the utility lines. Uh, We had to go through 15 acres to get to our final five acres. So that was the main part of June, July, and August. We are now uh, putting in the footers, and the uh, cement will be going in for the 6,500-square-foot community center. And then the wall is going to start be going up, I think, um, by late October, early November. And they want to be under roof by December so we can finish this and, and have keys in the hand by early spring of 2024. That would really be good, yeah, because you've got to deal, deal with winter is coming. Absolutely. Which is going to, yeah, so that's why is going to slow you down a little. The, yeah, it's, it's not like Phoenix. <laughs> yeah, that's for sure. It's not like, see, now we're coming into our, our, our uh, paradise time now, we'll call it, where it's, it's good where it, as it just starting to cool off the last week or two from and some of the extreme heat that we went through and especially July, July was rough, but um, you know, now it's, you know, we're back in the 80s and it's nice. You can go out at night and we can enjoy the outside. But that's going to that's going to be like that all the way through for the most part until, you know, the spring, probably around March, April, when it starts to warm up again. You know, and people don't realize, though, even in Phoenix, you know, we have we have a, 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 a people you're going to laugh, a cold, a cold spell, a little cold stretch and usually December, January. You know, when it, when I talking about cold, I'm talking about like it gets down to like freezing. That's it. You know, if it goes below that, it isn't going to be by much, at least all the years I've been here. But I remember what it was like back li- living up in Chicago and New York and Mel, you know, we both lived, Mel is from Massachusetts and I lived in Massachusetts as well. We know how it is when it gets cold, you know, oh, yeah. watch out for the, the nor- nor'easterns. Yes. The nor'easters yes. come in and just blow you away. <laughs> That's yeah, it's, it's, it's rough, but you know, you, you've got to do what you got to, you got to deal where it is. Like we, we, we have to deal with some of the projects that, uh, we are involved with with the people that are here are uh, they're working to build um, container communities throughout the valley and dip out six individual ones because they're going to be helping uh, pretty much 
uh, homeless moms with kids and reacclimating them into society as well. So it's similar, but yes. uh, it's a it's a great mission, and, and you know we're uh, we're they're working on some of the things that you're just going through, getting through that initial setup and everything else so that this way you can bring and start building, building them. Um, once you get the infrastructure in place, which I'm sure is a challenge with the city. It, it, well, we, we, I tell you what, we've been blessed. I mean, we've worked this, the city of Harrisburg, uh, the County, the Dolphin County commissioners that we live in um, the, the, Actually, the governor of Pennsylvania has written us some letters and some support. You know, of course, Harrisburg being the the capital of of Pennsylvania. Um, But, you know, we're we're not a political organization. We we don't, we're about the American. We're about the veteran, you know, and we're about helping those that that need to help. So it's it's not taking any sides. It's, It's putting all those differences away and it's 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 actually very humbling to see the community come together and those that possibly even compete you know in the corporate world are partners and they work together side by side on our project uh, we have a lot of corporations that are doing in-kind donations people are donating the floor uh, they're donating the uh, windows doors and and all the labor uh, they're donating the shingles and the siding, and and they're all coming together because this is a mission that you know is is one that is necessary, you know, to help our veterans. And um, to me, that gives me hope. You know, that gives me hope in today's world, in today's society, that in all the differences that we have, that we can all still work together and still know that we are the greatest country in the world. Absolutely. And, you know, it's amazing what you can accomplish when you take the politics, excuse me, when you take the politics out of the project. That's for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Tom, tell our listeners how they can contact you. So uh, there's a couple different ways. And one thing that I would love for people to do is to follow us on the social media platform. Follow us on our Facebook page, LinkedIn, and uh, on our website. But it's Veterans Outreach of Pennsylvania, or you could do Veterans Outreach of PA, and it will come up. And then we also have the trademark for the the shorter version. It's called VOPA, V-O-P-A. And if you Google that, you'll most likely come up with our, our, you know, to our our website. Um, You know, on the website, you can you can. Follow us. We have event calendars. You can sign up as a volunteer. Now, I know that's all over the country, um, but it, it will actually create newsletters for you. And we basically send them out about once a quarter to keep you guys updated. Uh, but if you go on Facebook, we always are posting on there. We're sending updates on the co- construction and, you know, get involved. And if you'd like to make a donation right now, we're doing a what we call a brick campaign. And the brick campaign, and you can sign up on the on the website, is that if you have a veteran that was in your family that has either passed away or still alive, but you want to honor them, you can purchase a brick that'll be in our star memorial, and we will have all of the uh, armed forces flags, and then also the U.S. flag in the middle, and for and on the back of the form, you can actually put a little paragraph or two about the veteran that you're honoring, so we can. As we're raising the flag or taking the flag down, we'll be picking out bricks for our veterans that'll be staying at our community. 
and um, telling the story about the veterans who have either passed away or who have served and what it meant to the families, because family is a big part of this. And that's a big part of the therapy, getting them back together. And one thing I do want to mention, though, Steve, is, is that I talked about the 6,500 square foot uh, building, that that's available for other veterans as well. So if we're having classes or we're having type of um, uh, rehabs or any type of HR classes or even computer classes, and if you're a veteran and you would like to come down to it and you, you know, you have the opportunity to participate. So not only are we just helping those 15 that, that are living on the campus, it's helping another, you know, 150 to 200 veterans that will be able to utilize, you know, some of the services that we'll be providing uh, to our veterans. So, but follow us on the website or the, the, the social media and um, no donation is too small either. Uh, we have a lot of people that donate five, 10, $15 a month, each and every month. Some of course are bigger. And of course, corporations like to, you know, make a donation. That's how we get involved. That's great. Tom, thank you so much for taking time out to be on the show today. And we will uh, do whatever we can to help get the word out to uh, drive people towards your project. And uh, being that we're on the internet, we're everywhere. We've got listeners all over the country that uh, I'm sure your story will uh, touch their heart. And if they have a um, a veteran that was uh, that passed away, and or even one that's living that's now within their family, that um, to do something to help you would definitely honor them. And I want to thank you again for your work. Well, thank, thank you. you. Thank you, Steve. Thank you, Mel. I greatly appreciate, you know, the time that you guys have given us. You know, it, it's one thing to um, to do what we're doing, but it's it's to, to let others know, you know, to let others know that they can, you know, they can make a difference. And whether or not it's monetary, whether or not it's giving your time, uh, I'm not saying with Veterans Outreach. I mean, there's wherever you are in this world, do something to make a difference you don't know what other people are going through. Don't assume that they don't need help. Be that person, be that organization that can make a difference. It'll do wonders for your soul and it'll make you, you know, feel that you know you're doing the right thing. Absolutely. I couldn't have stated it any better. Tom, thanks so much again. Thank you, Steve. Thanks, Mel. You guys take care and have a wonderful day. All right. That was Tom Zimmerman from Veterans Outreach of PA. And uh we're going to have links and uh, all kinds of other information up on our website and in social media. So I want everybody to hang tight in case you let, missed last week's show. We're going to have uh, a short encore segment of our guest, Jack Maxwell, who is also going to be doing something with his upcoming TV show, American Homecoming. And if you'd like to go check that out, what he's doing to help our disabled veterans, make sure you go to AmericanHomecoming.tv. And uh, we will be right back. Don't forget, you are listening to Boxcar Universe. Stardust Building Supplies is your home improvement thrift store. 
Find salvaged and gently used cabinetry, doors, windows, appliances, lighting, plumbing, and much more. Save money, be green, and support the community. Shop and donate at Star Building Supplies' three valley locations. For more info, visit stardustbuilding.org. Hi, I'm Sean with Mr. Electric, and I have a tip to help make your life better. One important reminder is to call a qualified electrician when you have frequent problems with blowing fuses or tripping circuit breakers. When a circuit breaker trips or a fuse blows, it's indicating that you have a problem with some other part of the circuit. If your breaker trips more than once, you should have a qualified electrician come out and take a look at it. Contrary to what may be acceptable, you really shouldn't try to continuously try to reset the breaker because there may be a problem somewhere else down the circuit and you could be causing a fire hazard. There could be a loose connection or some other form of problem on the circuit, and every time you reset the circuit breaker, it could be causing a spark at the other end. We recommend having a qualified electrician come out and check on the condition of the circuit and make sure that the circuit does not have any problems. And it could just be a bad breaker also, but you definitely want to have a qualified electrician check that out. To have someone come out from our team may only take a portion of a day, but it could potentially save you a lot of money or your life. And that's just another way Mr. Electric has the power to make your life better. We are back, and you're listening to Boxcar Universe, and we have a very special guest coming up. Um, You know, a lot of times you see uh, commercials on television, and you see news broadcasts and things of our uh, great servicemen who actually uh, go out and risk their lives to protect our freedom, and uh, a lot of times they... They do come home injured, and if you've ever wondered uh, how they get along and and how they're t- how they're who's taking care of them and are they receiving the right type of you know treatment for their injury and things like that, and most importantly, when they come back injured or not, they have to be re you have to reintegrate into society because obviously when you're in the service, it's a lot different world than when you're living, you know, what we'll call a normal everyday, uh, everyday life. But, um, uh, Jack Maxwell is here with us and he has created a brand new television program along with his team called American Homecoming. And I want to just, um, talk to Jack and get his input on, uh, this is, I, I watched the pilot of the show and I have to tell you, Jack, it, uh, welcome to the boxcar universe. The show, if, if anyone's not moved by watching the pilot, I don't know what planet they're on. I really don't. Cause they, it was really, uh, informative and, um, you really could feel what these people uh, that are coming back and what they're, what they're going through and how you're making a difference. Yeah, thanks for having me on, Steve. Just uh, for those who aren't familiar with the program, and I'm sure many of you aren't, uh, in this particular instance, when a a vet comes home from either the theater of war or even if they're just serving here in the States, they come back injured, hurt, otherwise disabled, their house no longer serves them. I mean, I think that's pretty clear. Imagine yourself in a wheelchair for a day, a week, a month. What would it be like to get around your house with no changes? It'd be really difficult. Now, just picture yourself 
stuck like that for perhaps the rest of your life, how hard it is to get around your house. So we want to thank them in the best way we know how. And that's to go in there, refurbish and refit their house, redesign it in some ways, make it more livable. We, we tear out the stairs. We put in ramps, widen the doorways and frames that give them remote controls so they have a sense of independence so they don't have to be carried across the threshold, which is embarrassing, frustrating, all these things to many of them, I'm sure. And the problem is not too many of them will ask for help. That's why we we beat the bushes to try to find these deserving vets. We uh, tear out the tubs and put in roll-in showers. In this particular instance, also hardwood floors are installed when we rip out the carpeting because it's easier to roll across that in a wheelchair. We try to think of everything. We do as much as we can. We have a great team, an army of volunteers. We have a designer, Kara, who does Jimmy is the contractor, my co-host, Cece Mazik, the master craftsman, Dave Bradley, both of those last two people served. He has no arms and legs. He just has uh, uh, you know, appendages that he had to get used to that are prosthetics. And he's a master. He became a master craftsman, a master designer after his injury. So the whole thing has been so inspiring for me. Uh, but really, when you see the face of the vet after we redo their home and, and not only so they can live in it, but so that then they could say, wow, I guess I wasn't forgotten after all, because we know so many of them are, or at least they feel that way. And that's unacceptable. We have to do something. And this is what yeah, we're doing. I mean, you're absolutely right on with that. And um, I'm glad that you, you know, you and your team are making a difference. The one thing that I, uh, uh, being, I, I like to work with Wood myself was, uh, was Dave Riley. And he was your master craftsman. Seeing him actually work some of the, uh, you know, woodworking tools and stuff like that with his uh, appendages that he has now to replace the the arms and hands that were taken from him when he was injured is just simply amazing. And it 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 it, 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 really it, it just it, you you watch him work that, and it's like. He obviously it took time for him to get used to doing this, but think about he had to get over all of that, all of that injury first and be able to become that master craftsman with this, you know, in getting over that disability. That's what I'm trying to say to be able to do the kind of work he does. And the work that he did in that, in your pilot episode was just simply amazing. That woodworking he did and, and, um, I'm a, I'm a builder um, years ago when I was in my younger days. Uh, some of the ship, the old style sail ships that he had in that in that drawing uh, or I should say in that in the picture in the room was just, you know, my kind my kind of, you know, woodworking to be able to do that, showcase that. And then and then the interesting thing and for all our um, for all our listeners, I want everybody to go check out. Uh, Jack's show website, AmericanHomecoming.tv, and you will see what I'm talking about during the reveal. The one thing in the wood that was just simply amazing and it blew me away was the woodwork for the stand was actually built like a wave, which was just simply phenomenal. I mean, I thought it was just really done well, and um, and. It, Kara, he, I I love the I love some of the, the the character that you have in the show. Obviously, because when you you're working like that, close with people, um, 
Kara, you know, didn't make a difference. You know, we were on a deadline. We're going to make this happen, just like you said. And and the team is on board. And I think that's I think that's says a lot about the dedication to your team and to our to our veterans. Yeah, not only do we have to do it, we have to do it in a certain time frame. We send the vet away for a week, and then of course we have a lot of pre-production, pre-planning involved, uh, and then we have to do the whole thing in less than a week. And uh, you know, we would never want to disappoint them, never want to leave them hanging when they come home if the house is is not ready. So we really had a hustle around the clock. And of course, as the host of the show, I had the least amount to do. I just try to facilitate the whole thing, of course. But so many works, like you say, Kara and the amazing Dave Riley, who is inspiring. I mean, this is why it's, it would make a great television show. He is inspiring in his own with, with the loss of his limbs. Uh, and Cece, who was in a wheelchair because she was uh, she had a parachute accident. And so not only are these people who do this for a living, but they're characters in themselves, people who are also uh, inspiring on their own. And and it's just a wonderful idea. I hope that we find a, a network partner or a streamer or a cable or even some cor- corporate partners that will come in and help us do this as a series. It doesn't matter if it ends up on television. It can live right where it is at AmericanHomecoming.tv. That would be fine with me and all of us as long as we help as many vets as possible. You know, it's, I mean, it's so important. And then, you know, we've got a friend of the show and a personal friend of mine. His name is Charlie Ellis. He, he has a, he started something years ago and we've been covering him both on, um, on the show as well as some TV work, uh, operation enduring gratitude. And he actually goes out and he goes to the veterans homes and a lot of them are injured and they do not to the extent that you did, you did it in uh, the gentleman's show in the pilot, but he'll go out and they'll build a ramp. They'll widen the door. They'll, they'll, they'll make life easier for that particular veteran so that they're not so dependent. And uh, he's made a difference and it's so gratifying to see that happen and just how the the veterans look at it when they're done. And I think, you know, so many times I've seen through the stuff work that Charlie's done uh, tears in the veterans eyes when they turn around and they look at that and they're, they are just so thankful. I mean, it just gives you such a warm feeling to know that you made such a difference in somebody's life. It's, it's, it's gratifying. Well, I'm thankful for them because look what they did for us. They gave up their life. They went somewhere whether it's, again, domestically or overseas, to, to keep us safe, however you want to define that, fight for our freedom, serve their country. They came back different, changed, and not for the better in many ways. And for those who, who are in that situation, we got to do something, or at least I have to. And Tracy Trost, who created this show, understood that. And yes, we're trying to make it into a television show because, you know, with the home rental shows out there, uh, and they could be interesting, but people are getting new homes and they're nice and there's new paint and uh, that that's great. There's a, there's a home for them, if you will. But to help a vet at the same time, to make it functional for them again, like you say, to make it better, not just to bring them back to where, okay, they can get around a little bit. We want to show appreciation not just do the minimum. We want to do everything we can. And that's why we created this yeah, show. It's so important. And, you know, you're right when you think about it, because, you know, I always try and look at it, even though we are, 
doing radio and television work to think about how it's viewed from the public side. And, you know, there are, I mean, they, how many, I mean, you know, how many home improvement renovation shows are out there, you know, and everybody's trying to get a little bit of different twist, but the bottom line is, you know, they're taking a home, they're redoing it. And it's the human interest story, you know, like Extreme Makeover Home Edition. When that first came out, everybody, it was the rage. Everybody used to watch it, you know, you know, move that bus, the old saying. That was something that was, it was, it was, it was life-changing. But your show has a human interest in a way that I don't know, I don't think, there shouldn't be one American who doesn't isn't thankful for what our service people do when they go, go off to war to protect our freedoms. And when it comes to, I mean, I remember going back through the 70s after the Vietnam War when servicemen and women were not really treated and welcomed home like they should have been because everybody had this attitude about the Vietnam War and, you know, we shouldn't be there, you know, and they literally put that blame of the war on to the service people, which they were just doing their duty protecting their country. And I think that that was always uh, something that should never have been done. They should always be welcomed home and and be thanked for their service and for protecting their country. I don't care who the president is. Of course they I should. I mean, this yeah, country ab- is a freedom. Ab- absolutely. Listen, yeah, but you know, it's it's just it's just as bad now because when they come home, we pretend to take care of them. We pretend to be rah rah. We're all for our wounded vets, our warriors, but then we leave them hanging in situations like this. You know, we have a lot of partners on this show because, as you as you can see, it's very labor intensive, oh, yeah. time consuming. Uh, takes takes a lot of money, of course. DAV happens to be one of them. So, you know, we want to plug into the right organizations and and do everything we can for them. But how many vets do you know that could use this or could use something or or that they're, they're having a hard time with their their medical or whatever? I mean, I, it's almost worse now to pretend that we're all for them and do nothing about it. And I, I know that's a small percentage of the population, but let's just not pay lip service. Let's do something. You know what they say about words and action. So that's why we decided yeah. to do this. We don't care about the plaudits being patted on the back and all of that. We just want to help them. So if it's on TV, great. Cable, streamer, network, okay. Or just online, great. If the vet gets help and we can turn that into entertaining television, or what you know, what is known as television, just to get people involved. We want to get in front of as many eyeballs as possible. And at that website, and again, it's AmericanHomecoming.tv. You can just watch it for free; it doesn't cost you anything. But you could also become a delegate. You could sign up just to say you'll help spread the word. It doesn't cost anything. And there's also for those who want to donate. I imagine I haven't been to the website honestly, but I know there are things there if you want to be more involved because it's all about helping them. It's not about making a show. It's about helping the vets. And maybe through that, giving them some of their independence, some of their freedom back, but also our vet got a kick out of it that it was a television show because all these other things happen. It's not just fix the house and then live in it. As a matter of fact, you know, because you saw it, there's a wonderful surprise at the end with him and his girlfriend. I won't give it away. I, I know you won't either, but it's like you say. It's a human interest story. It's not just house fixed, 
Now it's okay. No, it's how they feel about it, how the volunteers feel about it as they're doing it. We talk to them and the problems that happen and the way we treat our vet like a regular person. We don't look down on it. We don't say, oh, the poor guy I was joking around with him like I would with any of my buddies with stupid puns or dad jokes or things like that. And afterwards, he said, thank you for not handling, handling me uh, with fragility, not, not being so delicate. You treated me like a real person, and that brought tears to my eyes, I have to say, because he is that. He just happens to be in a wheelchair. But on top of that, he did that because he served. So he deserves yeah. all the respect we can give him and all the yeah, help. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, we've reached out, and we're, and we're going to be having uh, some different – uh, people on from organizations around the valley, uh, I should say around the valley, but also around the country that actually I, I, I reached out and found um, a few entities that I think could be uh, almost pretty much coinciding with what the work that you do, but we're actually, there are certain um, uh, cities that are actually out have gotten allocations for funds to build container home communities for veterans. I saw that last segment. Yeah. That's really yeah. intriguing. And, and they're going to be actually, they're going to be coming on the show. Uh, one uh, of the people uh, from the first one I contacted, they wanted to wait a little bit because they had to get through the, the permit structure and, and, and where they were going and some of the, the, uh, the work that needed to be done before the container homes could be put on the property and uh, they're going to be coming on. But, and that was just um, some of the preliminary information I got on. It was just as moving uh, so that, you know, there are people out there who feel as strongly as you and I do that, you know, we, it's more about let's show them that we care and we're thankful than just going back and and just giving people lip service. You know, it's easy to do that. I care, I care. But how about going out of your way to doing something? And I think that your show actually um, is the epitome of of someone who cares and wants to make a difference. And and that's and that's really really um, really commendable. Jack, what did you do? What did you do before you got started on doing the show? I, I meant to ask you. Well, I was a, an actor and a television host, and I still consider myself both of those. Uh, I used to host a show on Travel Channel called Booze Traveler. For four years, we did 63 episodes of that, 10 episodes of a show called Booze Traveler Best Bars, and three episodes of a show called The Trip. But basically, I traveled the world and explored all the people and places and cultures of the world through the lens of a cocktail glass, what they drank why they drank it, and then listen to these wonderful stories uh, they told when they did drink that. So it's 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 about why and, and who they are, mostly. The drink just gets us into the scene, but it's related to that. It's not about excessive drinking, but it certainly was a lot of fun seeing the world having a couple of cocktails. I, I bet. I bet. That must have been a very unique experience to be able to see the world and at the same time experience all the different cultures around the, around the, the world. Had had to Absolutely. be very unique. But, uh, Jack, I want to thank you and your team, and I hope I get a chance to speak with each one of them because I I have uh, nothing but admiration for everything that they have done and everything I've seen. And I hope that we can do something in the future to help promote what you started. And I think, uh, like, you know, we all come up with different ideas, and I think um, – 
I think there's a you started something that has a a good basis that can definitely be built on. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate your interest. We'll be helping more vets, and that's the most important thing. We'll see you again soon, I'm sure. All right, Jack. Thanks so much for taking time out to be on the show today. Jack Maxwell from American Homecoming, make.tv. Make sure you go check that website out. That is something that uh, is is going to be, after you get done watching that pilot, it is something that is actually going to move you and be able to want to contribute. Um, like Jack had said, they are connected to disabled American veterans. And um, there are a lot of people in there. Um, it just a heartwarming story. And like Jack said, there's a great ending to the pilot, um, which I want everybody to go watch it. And at the end, you'll see what I'm talking about and what Jack had mentioned. So make sure you go check that out. But we want to make sure we thank all our listeners to listening to Boxcar Universe every week. And remember, we are your source for cutting-edge information on container homes and container pools. And, yes, we still are getting requests. People are still interested in container pools. So if you want to get ready for the next pool season as we're coming out of this one, make sure you contact Mel or I, and we can help build your next dream container home. You could always email us at boxcarliving at gmail.com. And at steve at boxcaruniverse.com. Boxcar Universe can be heard weekly on any podcast player. And always remember, let us containerize your lifestyle. Have a great week. You're a great American. I love you.